Hi there, you're listening to Right at the Heart Podcast. I'm your host, Kara Knight, and today's episode is How to Become a Millionaire. But we all know, unless you're very fortunate, it doesn't happen overnight. Our guest, entrepreneur Greg Shin, has learned to work hard from a young age. His family business specializes in hospitality and radio broadcasting. He shares a new venture he's taking on to earn additional streams of income. Listen in. You're listening to Right at the Heart, a podcast focused on sharing inspirational stories from our communities, presented by Farmers Bank and Trust. Along the way, you'll learn about managing your finances, news about community events, interviews with local leaders, and more. So get ready to be inspired as we get right at the heart of Farmers Bank and Trust. Greg, thank you so much for coming down here to chat with me for the podcast. I'm eager to get to know you and how your mind works. Well, thank you. It's, it's a tremendous pleasure to be here and an honor also to be here. Um, I sit in an office full of microphones, but I'm not used to talking into the microphone. So, uh, Well, that's okay. Everybody needs their time to shine in front of the microphone. As I mentioned to you, the title of this podcast is How to Become a Millionaire. But before we get into that, let's get to know you a little bit better. How did you get started in entrepreneurship? Well, I went to the University of Arkansas and I graduated in 1990. And after graduation, um, I was current at the time I was working for United Parcel Service doing preload and I was offered a job in management. So I looked at that as a career and then I was discussing with my father and my options were you can come home. I got a candy hotel tobacco business you can run or <laughs> I've got a hotel. Which one do you want? Interesting. So, and, um, so I chose to go back to Magnolia from uh, University of Arkansas in 1990, and I went to work in an a independent hotel we currently had at that time. It was a King's Inn. We built it in 1984, the year I graduated high school. And so I went back and uh, started operating the hotel for my parents. And from there, we just kind of um, have grown the hotel business since in a small, small portfolio, but uh, just... One day at a time, we just kind of started changing and growing as within the hospitality industry. So I was going to ask how you got into this industry, but really it was didn't have many options. You had to kind of choose. <laughs> it was a family business, and, yeah. and my dad was needing help, and it was it, it worked out to be a, a wonderful relationship working for thirty years. Uh, I recently lost my dad uh, I'm so April twenty ninth. Uh, had the honor of working with him for 30, 30 years plus in, wow. in the hospitality industry. How and, cool. Uh, having him as a partner in the office next to me has been, it's been a wonderful journey the last 30 years. Oh my goodness. That's special. It is. That is. It is. You mentioned um, your day. What does your day look like? Well, our day is, uh, it's looking at how the hotels performed, uh, not just on the revenue side, but how they how they have, how they've taken care of our customers. Um, that's what makes the hospitality industry fun. It's just being guest ready and then giving the service that makes those people want to return and come back to your hotel. So a lot of your business is repeat guest, especially in the small markets that we're in. We're not 
on interstate locations. We're in small town USA where okay. we get the same corporate guests that come in week after week and the same companies that come back in week after week. And so it's providing that good customer service to every person that walks in that door and being guest ready. So tell me about all of your businesses that you do have. I know you mentioned radio and then hotels. Yes. Well, <clears throat> when uh, I was in high school, about before I went off to college, just a couple of years before that, my dad was in the Candy Hotel tobacco business, and he did that for 46 years. So I grew up in that industry, uh, stocking candy, loading candy trucks, working on the candy trucks. So I, I learned that back. That's a grind, it. huh? And so, yes. <laughs> and so that helped me when I went and applied for my job at UPS because I knew how to load trucks. <laughs> yeah. And so I got up every morning at 445 while I was in college and uh, loaded UPS trucks from 445 in the morning to 845. Um, when I came back uh, in 1991, my dad's business burned. Uh, oh, man. So we were out of, the, out of the building for like 30 days, had to rebuild back in it. And from there, my dad started diversifying. So that happened in 91. So my dad, you know, some of our family was already in the hospitality business. So he went to Dumas and built a hotel, then came back to Magnolia in 1984, the year I was graduating high school, and built a hotel uh, in Magnolia also. And it, they were all independents. And back in the 90s, <clears throat> all your independent hotels consisted of about two-thirds of the hotels. Uh, only, you know, one-third of hotels were franchised hotels. Interesting. And over the 30 years, that's actually changed. Now less than 40% of your hotels are franchised hotels. Or, oh, wow. or not, or excuse me, or independent hotels. Most of them are franchised hotels. Huh. So I came back and uh, started learning that business with my parents, just taking one day at a time. And, I'm, and I looked at them, I said, you know, we need to do more of these. And so that's what our plan was, just kind of starting. I moved off to Mountain Home in 95 and started with my first hotel with my parents and my sister. Those are my partners. So uh, Pam Spellman is still an active partner in our organization she's my sister my mom is somewhat retired uh, <laughs> good for her <laughs> my dad stayed in the business till um we lost him this past april so uh it's been it's been a wonderful 30 years in the hospitality industry so how many hotels do you guys have right now we currently have five okay. and uh, we have developed 10 uh over the past 30 years uh from anywhere from uh comfort ends all the way to uh, Hampton Inns, Holiday Expresses, and um, uh, we have one Fairfield Inn and Suites by Marriott now. So we've done quite a few different brands. Yeah, that's interesting, too, just to see how all of the different brands operate yes. similarly, but not at the Correct. same time. <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about the topic of this podcast, okay. how to become a millionaire. <laughs> well, I'm still trying to figure that out myself. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I've never really considered myself a millionaire. I just... I look as I go to work every day. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you just have to save and you just, mm -hmm. you have to have a good relationship with your, uh, with your bank. And that's one thing we've always had is a good relationship with our lenders. And um, you have to have the open communication because when you go in and put an investment, like in, especially into a hotel, it's just quite an investment. You have to save. You always have to have a nice nest egg. I've learned that from my father uh, as as I mentioned, he passed away in uh, April, and I was going through his desk not too long ago, and I found his first savings account book. <clears throat> wow. He was born in 38, and this one was dated 1952. Oh, my goodness. And I think it had $352 in it. And so 
I've actually getting that framed. Oh, absolutely. But that's a treasure for sure. He was always one of our rules of thumb and our is save money, pay on your note. If you can pay extra, pay extra on notes so you always have a rainy day fund. That's good to know. Yeah. I, I love that too. And I mentioned this to you earlier. Do you have advice for young people who do want to earn more? I feel like I'm 30 years old. People my age and younger are super interested in entrepreneurship, starting up their own businesses, eager to make more money, you know. Um, But a lot of them just see the success side of it, but maybe not the back end like you've talked about, the day-to-day grind. And some days, those days to days are more than just an eight-hour day. Yeah. Some, some days are 60-hour weeks. Some days are 70-hour work Ooh, weeks. Yeah. Um, especially in the hospitality industry because they run 24-7 and they don't close. And um, we don't close for Christmas. We don't close for New Year's. Um, it's, it's just a lot of hard work. Uh, and then it's getting, your, getting yourself surrounded with the right people. Um, I've got wonderful team members that work for me. I've got people that support me. So surrounding you around those, those people that want to help you grow, that's how you're going to get there. Um, working hard, if you want to work 40 hours a week and that's all, you're probably going, that's where you're going to be. If you want to be, you know, a little bit more, you've got to put in more hours. Right. A lot of sacrifices go with that. So Yeah, I've always heard growing up too, you know, if you want to be successful, you've got to be the one to be up early before anyone yes. else to get things done. That's correct. <laughs> and... Uh, as they say, the early bird gets the worm. Yeah, that's it. I couldn't think of the quote. I yes. kept thinking in my mind, what is that? People who get up early, they're the ones that make it happen. But no, and the hospitality industry is, you know, it's, it's evolved over the years. Uh, a lot has changed, especially with technology. Um, you know, back when I, was, when I was starting to operate, we had manual keys and ledgers. We didn't have computers. And, oh, um, yeah. Now we can get our guest responses from our guest. Our guest can actually check in with their iPhone. We don't see them anymore. So, you know, the technology has changed. Uh, this made operating hotels easier for us to keep up with them financially. Just over time, it's just you work hard and yeah, you take care of customers and you grow your occupancy and you, you just take care of those guests and you see the fruits of your labor and you just kind of put a little bit back each time and it just keeps growing. Yeah, it's a, con- it's a compounding effect. It's a compounding effect, yes. Do you have any goals or dreams that you haven't yet achieved? Uh, yes, well, we been in the hospitality industry. It's been, been very fruitful. My wife and I are now venturing off into a new franchise. Um, our oh. first one's probably going to be here in the Benton Bryant area. Yay! <laughs> and how we came across this, we took on a spontaneous vacation out to Colorado. And okay. Over a Southern Aluminum table from Magnolia, Arkansas, which was... Yes, uh, we know all about Southern, Southern Aluminum. Aluminum. Uh-huh. So I was telling my wife, this is a Southern Aluminum table from Magnolia. She goes, no, it's not. So I took a picture of the label. <laughs> so the guy across the table goes, how'd you spot that? I said... I recognize the product. He goes, and so we got to conversating, and uh, he goes, well, I'm helping with a franchise to get started called HTO. And so that's where we got introduced to this new franchise, and we currently have the franchise rights for Benton and Bryant and West Little Rock. That is so so exciting. Yeah, so we're, we're working on that and hope to have the store open by next spring. So you must be a big sweet tea drinker? Yes. <laughs> I guess there's not many people in the <laughs> South who aren't. 
If you but don't like sweet tea, let me know because <laughs> they're sweet and unsweet. Actually, their number one seller is unsweet tea. Really? It is. Yeah. yeah so there's 24 different flavors. They'll be in this. So this is something that um, my wife and I we want to grow. Uh, we want to get one store started and then see how many we can possibly do in the central Arkansas area. Yeah, I love that. And you did. You brought in a flavor here, I strawberry. Brought strawberry. I'm anxious to try that because yeah. I love strawberry. And there's, I saw the list. There's tons of different flavors to try. There's 24 different flavors they'll serve each day. They change seasonally. Oh. Uh, it's all unfiltered water. Un, I mean, filtered water, filtered ice. And so, um, and there's no syrups or additives. So when you come in to get a, a tea from when we get the store open, so if you come in for a coconut tea, the coconut's actually dried oh, and put in with the tea. tea You're speaking my language. <laughs> coconut is my favorite. I actually had coconut oatmeal this morning. Oh, did you? I did. I love coconut. <laughs> but no, we're excited about getting this going. We're yeah. uh, going through all the processes now to get it going. But, you know, this is something that... Uh, I guess I've always had a goal, want to do something startup. We've done the hospitality business. Um, this is just something a little bit different. Yeah, I think so. that's neat too. Just to hear someone like you that has been successful, you always have something new to look forward to and um, push for. I feel like a lot of successful people have big goals for themselves. So I think that that's neat that you have something well, you. that's kind of out of your wheelhouse that you're going to try out. It's definitely out of my wheelhouse, but <laughs> it's going to take a lot of work and a lot of studying and uh, probably some long hours. But um, You've got some good sweet tea to drink on. <laughs> maybe have a lot of caffeine to keep yeah, us going. <laughs> a lot of caffeine. There you go. <laughs> That is, that's great. So we mentioned this earlier in our conversation about, especially after the pandemic, more and more people are wanting to freelance and start up their own businesses and things like that. What would you tell yourself or someone like that that is new to business, something that you know now that you didn't know back then? There's a lot of resources out there. Ask people, learn, um, I've been giving this advice to my son. He's uh, actually just out of college, and he is uh, he's tri- living in a van, doing the van life right now. Oh, that's so popular. He's, I've been seeing that all over Instagram. But uh, he is learning from – he's worked for companies such as Walmart and gone to one independent company. Now he's with another, but he's learning the processes. Um, take the knowledge. Learn. Uh, you can learn from people older, and you can learn from people new, yeah. younger. Because uh, there's a lot of things that these young people coming out of college with. I'm like, wow. Yeah. That that makes things a lot easier. <laughs> I wish I'd known that like 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah. So um, you'll never know everything. If you do, if you think you know everything, <laughs> you don't. You can always learn the wealth of information from anyone. So this is a random question, but I always ask this because our brand slogan is to us, your family. So we feel like all of our customers are family. What's your favorite family meal? My favorite family meal is a good old pot roast. Okay. Gravy, vegetables, uh, excuse me, mashed potatoes with brown gravy. That's a good old country Good old country Sunday after after church meal there. I love asking this question because it's we're in the South, yes. <laughs> and everybody can relate and understand those after church meals. Correct. And it, then you take your good long afternoon nap. Yes. Maybe. I don't know. Do you get to take those? Not very often. <laughs> I was going to say, a, your that, face when I said that was like, mm, I wish. That was my dad. That wasn't me. 
uh, actually, my dad pulled up to one of the properties while we we're under construction, and uh, he pulled under the canopy and he laid his seat back and started taking a nap. His mouth was open, his eyes were closed, and <laughs> all the construction guys were start hunting me down in the building. And said, "You need to go check on your dad." And I'm like, I walked out there and I looked at him. I knocked on the window. He opened his eyes. I said, "Can you move? Everybody thinks you're dead." Oh no, gosh. <laughs> And so, Bless it. Yeah, he'd taken a good old nap. That was a good old nap yes. if someone thinks, yeah. <laughs> That's good. Is there anything that I haven't asked you that you would love to share with our listeners? Well, whatever you do, you got to love what you do, and you got to enjoy yeah. it. Um, if you're going to be in the customer business, you got to enjoy people. Um, not all customers are going to be pleasant, uh, <laughs> but that's only about 1%. Yeah. 99% of the customers are going to be pleasant, and you've got to enjoy that. But whatever career path you take, you've got to enjoy what you do, and you got to love what you do. I couldn't agree more with Greg on this, because think about it. Truly, does money buy happiness? I would say no. Others may disagree. Either way, making money moves early on, like saving, investing, and building a good relationship with your local banker is always recommended. For all your banking needs, visit myfarmers.bank. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender.